I'm gonna mess up a lot. That's awesome. Just so you that know. make me feel way more comfortable. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is episode five, and I'm your host, Ryan. Joining me today are my friends Liz. Hi, guys. And Brittany. Hello. Now, Liz and Brittany are here to start a new series on the Invincible Podcast with us. But before we get into that, I wanted to start the show by welcoming our new listeners. Right before we recorded the previous episode, I posted on the Invincible Reddit page, got a bunch of new listeners, and just wanted to say welcome to the podcast. We also got an awesome email from a listener named Andy. Um, remember, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, he wrote in and told us about how he had passed on Invincible uh, several years ago and then ended up um, reading Walking Dead and wanting to know more uh, about Kirkman's work and finding Invincible again. Um, similar to how us on the podcast found Invincible um, through Walking Dead and uh that was like five years ago, and he's been a fan ever since. Um, he mentioned Astounding Wolfman, which is awesome. I'm excited to talk about that series in this. Uh, and then he ended it with a question. He asked, um, are you guys going to do reviews of older issues in order or even talk about the other books set in that universe? Keep up the good work, Andy. Um, yeah, as far as covering the tie-in series and everything, we're definitely going to be talking about those. Um and when it comes to doing discussions on older issues, um, I have a couple ideas that we're working on, but um, one of those ideas is actually starting today. Now, this is going to be a, um, a new reader series that I'm starting with Liz and Brittany, and it's going to be all about following a couple readers who have never read Invincible before and trying to, um, you know, relive the the experience of reading Invincible for the first time and all the theories and you know, ideas you have about certain characters and, um, you know, really getting to uh, capture that excitement of reading it all over again. So now that I've talked forever, um, Liz, let's start with you. What do you know about Invincible? Have you ever heard of it before? Uh, hey, guys. Yeah, I've definitely heard of Invincible before. Um, I'm sure you've listened to the previous podcast or you haven't. Um, I'm the wife of Billy. And so he reads this, he reads a lot of Kirkman, introduced me to Walking Dead, so I've read that. So I was actually really excited to get into this and have something to talk about with him. Uh, I did previous comic books, too. Like when Wait, I, Didn't you read, was it Girls? I did read Girls. Um, also, growing up, I did Silver Sable. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I remember that! Yeah, so that was one that I, I collected and really enjoyed, and, you know, I, I had a a camper that was down the street from a comic book shop, so we'd walk down there, you know, once a month and go pick out new comics and check stuff out. When was so that? That was all growing up, all throughout my childhood. I'd go there with my brothers. We'd go check out comics. I used to get the old ones. and I didn't know that. Is that comic shop still around? No, it's closed. It actually really made really? me sad. Yeah, we went up there and checked it out, you know, a couple years ago, and it was closed down. But they still have all the different stuff on the walls, like Marvin Martian and... Uh, there was Casper, the Friendly Ghost. Yeah. I used to read like those. That's cool. Yeah, those ones. So yeah, hmm. got a little bit into comics, but this, of course, is much more adult and interesting for me at yeah. this point. Well, so. it, as as adult, I'd say as Walking Dead. I mean, it gets to those levels, I think. But yeah, yeah but like you said, girls. I feel like that's the one that kind of like reignited my passion for reading comics. And that was right when we were getting into 
like Walking Dead and Invincible, right? Like, wasn't that right around that time period where we were going into comic shops more often and everything? Oh, yeah. Well, I remember for Christmas gifts, you know, it's like, oh, Billy got Walking Dead and I got girls. So then, yeah, you know, we used to. We'd yeah. go to our, our retrospective couches and sit there and read. So, and kind of talk about it after that. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely excited to get into this one because I, I like it so far. So. Mm-hmm. And Brittany, have you ever heard of Invincible before this? No, this is all very new to me. I remember as maybe a really young kid possibly coming across a comic book due to my sister but other than that no it's just movies and you know anything like that did you see civil war yet no oh did you see it liz no billy went without me oh i'm sorry (laughs) it was really good (laughs) shh spoilers yeah i'm not i'm not gonna talk about it um so what i did was i gave both liz and Brittany ultimate collection hardcover volume one um, that's uh, the first 13 issues. Um, so if you have the softcover trade paperbacks, that's the first three, volumes one, two, and three. Um, and that's what we're going to go over today. I mean, we're not going to go over every single issue in detail, um, but we're just, this is going to be basically a general overview for the new readers and, and what they thought of it and the, the, the theories they have. But we are going to start with issue one um, and kind of go into detail on that one because it is issue one. This is the beginning of the series that we're going to be talking about. So, um, Liz, why don't, why don't you take that? You want to tell me a little about, um, issue one of Invincible? Um, you know, when I first got into it, of course, I had Billy peering over behind me, watching my every move as I was reading. He sent me a picture of, um, uh, How I Met Your Mother when Ted Mosby's peeking around the corner trying, like, because he asked his girlfriend to watch the Star Wars movies and she said she wouldn't watch them and he just wanted to, yeah. It it was exactly like that, but, um, as I started reading it, you know, I got into, of course, the, the part that hooked me was when, um... He's sitting there eating breakfast, and he's like, oh, Mom, I guess you know where Dad is, and because, you know, there's he's doing something across the world, mm-hmm. saving something. And I just love how nonchalant yes. she is about yeah. everything. Like, I try to, like, put myself in her shoes. Being a female, I want to relate to a female character. And I just think, you know, I would not I would never be able to be that, like, relaxed about something. So I just, yeah. to me, that was kind of, it, it set the comedy and, and the mood, you know? Yeah, and what you're saying about the mom definitely comes up later in the series too because I had another friend that read it that said that they actually thought the mom was kind of like didn't care like but but it's more like you said it's nonchalant it's like you know oh this is every day to me like this is normal this is my normal um and then later again like this is skipping ahead a little bit but there is that moment in which she's like a little worried that maybe he's not coming back but yeah we'll get into that yeah yeah and then you know, of course, the next, after a couple of pages, you know, he's waiting for, to get his powers, you you know, and then the scene where he's at the garbage can, or the, the big dumpster, and he throws the garbage bag, and it just goes flying, I laughed out loud, <laughs> just because he was like, finally, you Yeah, know? it's about time. Yeah. I love, uh, I love William's shirt, it's the old Gap, right. it's the old Gap logo, but it says wrap. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a lot of those little, little Easter egg things that, you know, I'll, I'll go over a little bit too. Yeah, I know. Actually later I did see something, um, the science dog. I remember TJ talking about science dog. So when I saw that in there, I was like, oh, you know, it's something for sure. Yeah. Science dog is, is a, uh, is kind of like, it's a, it's a comic book character in his universe in, in, in the invincible universe. Like it's, it's kind of like this, it's his version of invincible to us in a way. What do you think of um, his getting him, him getting a costume, like his costume? I think I have a few issues with that one at first, only because 
I think it everything just happened so fast. It was, you know, you, he it's, he's not introduced too much. Yeah. Like, so I was, I don't know. I mean, even to get a new suit. Um, what's his name? Um, Art. Art. Yeah. Um, he was like, well, think of a name. And then it, it really wasn't. I mean, I, I understand that the comic book is named Invincible. Mm-hmm. However, being completely oblivious <laughs> to never reading a comic book. I was just a little. I wish it was. It was introduced more. I wish there was like a whole little other segment or page just about how he was really thinking about a good name. Yeah, yeah. They um, in, in a world these days where we get whole movies based on origins of superheroes and stuff like that, it is kind of crazy that this entire first issue is his life before powers, introducing like his family. Immediately he has powers. Immediately he has a new costume, and at the end he's all set up like, yep. I- I I'm a superhero. That's the only re- the only issue I really had with the the first. It it was just all too fast. Mm-hmm. I wish they just introduced him a little bit more. Oh, and one thing I like uh, about when he's trying on his costume for the first time, he says, "And what's with all these weird disc things?" And Art says, "They're solar batteries." I designed that costume back when I was under the impression that you and your dad's powers were solar based. It's it's a Superman reference, like his Superman gets his powers from the sun. I thought that was a cool little thing because it's you know, it's kind of poking fun at like oh he's he's got the Superman powers that you know he, he they must work the same way. So. Yeah, well that's actually how I took the father character in general. Like yeah. I always thought about him as Superman. And mm-hmm. then later when they started introducing Guardians of the Galaxy or Globe, whatever it exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. And I always call them Guardians <laughs> know, of the Galaxy. <laughs> it's Guardians of the Globe, but I I always but, do that. Yeah. So Guardians of the Globe, when they introduced them, I was like, oh, there's Batman. Oh, there's Green yes, Lantern. Yes. So that's like kind of like how I thought of it as, as a going to and you know, as far as his costume, I hated those glasses. I was like, what are those for? <laughs> oh, the, the yellow ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in the back of the book, there's actually... Um, Invincible's original colors were actually going to be orange and yellow. And um, that's back when the comic was actually going to be called Bulletproof. Which, well, I'll, I'll, I'll bring that up again later. This costume and the name Bulletproof. Um, in regards also to what you were saying, Brittany, about him coming up with the name, I did kind of like how the principal said it to him. How he said, you know, you know, you're not invincible, you know. Yes, absolutely. Like him picking on the, him stopping the bully, um, in in school, which I thought was very Spider-Man. You know, did you get that? List? A- absolutely. No, it, and even prior to you bringing that up, when I was reading again, because I was already in that mindset, thinking of you know different superheroes and how this kind of like, you know mimicking it some of their, does, yeah. their powers or just that idea. So I was already trying to play out scenarios or just, I guess, connect to something I did know. So it did remind me of Spider-Man, that specific scene of the bully and him, yeah. like, dodging him and punching him in a locker. So I did, too. But I thought that was... Um, I love his little smirk on his face when he's like, hmm, invincible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another, um, another Easter egg moment. Going back to one of the first few pages when he's meeting William outside of school, the name of the school is Reginald Vo Johnson High School. Um, the name of the principal on his desk is B.N. Winslow, so Professor Winslow. Um, and the boy that he um, that the bully was picking on, uh, his name was Steve White. Um, the principal says it uh, when he's talking to Invincible. Uh, and if you look back at the actual boy. Um, he looks an awful lot like Steve Urkel. So Steve White, Steve Urkel, um, the guy who played Steve Urkel, his name was Jamal White, Jamal, Jamal White, Jaleel, 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 thank you, Jaleel White. And, um, 
and you know Winslow, Carl, Carl Winslow, Winslow. <laughs> Carl Winslow, the actor who played Carl Winslow yes, was yes. Reginald Bell Johnson. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, and the name of the first trade paperback is Family Matters. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, so Kirkman does have a lot of um, a little. He he hides a lot of the little Easter egg things in there, but. Uh, and all the trade paperbacks are well. Most of the trade paperbacks are actually named after like old TV sitcoms, like All in the Family or um, My Favorite Martian and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, and then yeah, then we get you know him his first appearance in costume, and he says you know I wouldn't try that. I'm invincible. So that's that's issue one. I mean, any other thoughts? Just just with I, I guess the artwork. I, I absolutely love the artwork. However, when he's in costume, you kind of get that sense of what his age really is. But when you're actually looking at him when he's in high school, it's kind of hard to picture him being in high school. They just make him look a little bit older. He definitely does look older. Yeah. Even like the first two pages when his mom is trying to get him to come downstairs, I was like, okay, is it about him? Is that the dad? I mean, it's just, it, he just looked much older than a high school kid yeah um now another little thing that uh before we move off the first issue but when his dad's fighting on tv um that dragon they kirkman actually reuses that character later on in the series but it's a while in a while so it's actually like a neat little thing that he he went back and found a you know a villain that he was fighting and that's actually a character in the series that you know he just pulled out from the first issue to reintroduce later on um, but yeah, then issue two, and again, like I said, I don't want to go over every single issue, but I love issue two, and you guys know why I love issue two, because you've, you know, you've gotten to, uh, the later issue in which this is kind of mimicked, um, but his whole introduction of, um, I'm sorry, Nolan's whole introduction of, uh, where he comes from, Voltramite, and how they're this peaceful, um, race of people who are going around and helping in better all these other worlds, and, um, well, oh, how he met his mother. And how he's met his mom. And there is a little panel in this in which um, he's punching Alan. Um, so just a little tease at, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, in which he's orange, which later on in the series, he's purplish, which um, listeners of the podcast will know that we got into a little debate on whether or not Alan is purple or orange um, on a previous episode. Maybe he changes <laughs> on what's going on. <laughs> I think it depends on the colorist and whether or not he's yeah. in space. I think I, ultimately, I think I found out that he is always orange, except when he's in space. He's kind of a pinkish purple color. Well, he is one of my favorite characters. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alan is awesome. Um, and so, um, and issue two is also where we first get introduced to the teen team, which is kind of a big deal because that's those become the main char- characters along with Mark and his dad. Um, and I just love the names, the the naming conventions that Kirkman uses. Um, Adam Bomb or, or something or like that. Adam, yeah, Adam Eve, <laughs> like Adam and Eve and Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam because she manipulates Adams. Rexplode. Rexplode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's actually TJ's favorite character is Rexplode. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I love that just because it sounds like explode, Rexplode. It's a great great name convention. Duplicate. Yeah, that, so that was duplicate. Funny. Duplicate. Um, and then there's just robot. I don't just simple. Plain and simple. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like robot. <laughs> you like robot. I do. I like robot. Yeah. You know, and as far as like the teen team getting introduced. This was like the first really peek into knowing that 
this is a whole world of superheroes. It's not just a few here and there. It's that they are in the whole universe. You know? Yeah, and again, like other things in media these days and movies and TV shows, often you're introduced to a superhero and they go through their origin story and they're the only one. You know what I mean? Like Arrow or Flash yeah. or Batman superman typically those movies and shows they're really the only one and then all the other heroes and villains pop up around them um and in this one like immediately you're introduced to more heroes more characters and such but um one one thing that i loved um just flipping through here uh i love in issue three when um nolan is flying with uh mark and he flies away for like a split second then appears and says, oh, sorry, there was a, uh, a chemical or a fire at the chemical uh, lab or whatever at the college. And then, like, later on, and I think it's issue six, Mark and William are getting a tour of the, co- the college campus. And the person giving the tour said, oh, I can't show you that division because there was a chemical fire. I didn't even put two and two together. But seriously, no, 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 no. I've read this so many times that, like, that's what, no, 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 totally. But there's there's these little things that I love picking up on that I just like sharing because they're fun, fun little, um, like, Easter eggs in a way. Like Twin Pines Mall, it's from Back to the Future. Yeah, again, just that, you know, flying away, coming back. Like, I love the comedic nature to it, and it it kind of, like, kept pulling me to read. Mm -hmm. You know, it really intrigued me to see, you know, what else he was going to come up with, so. Um, The other thing is, like, the whole first um, story arc, the first, like, four issues or or whatever it was, is all based around, like, somebody putting bombs into students did you have any theories or any did you have any idea and the weird thing about that is that's not like this series the series doesn't have mysteries like that and it's very scooby-doo you know and it it... no i had no idea like because when he's when they're all introduced and nolan talks about where he came from everything's always like aliens and monsters so just even think it was a teacher True. Yeah, you you are introduced pretty quickly to this world of, of you know superheroes and everything. Now, for me, I had no idea, and nor do I like to venture guesses because I hate to be wrong. So even <laughs> so, even like asking to make predictions of you know what I thought was happening or making notes, I was so afraid to like write something down and be wrong about it. But what I found out as a teacher, I was kind of like, oh, of course it is, you know. <laughs> I liked um, I liked when um, Mark and Eve showed up when they found out that it was the teacher. They showed up and uh, the teacher said, oh, you know, very well, Mark and Samantha, you know, come inside. And they're like shocked that they know his that, that he knows their identity. And he's like, are you kidding me? You're not even wearing a mask. <laughs> I love that. Um, and like I remember like his reasonings were actually like really intense, too. Um, what was it? It was it was very serious. It was there's issues going on with, you know, popular kids and in high school and they actually caused his son to commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it, like it led to his divorce and then he lost yeah. his job. And um yeah, really really intense stuff. Um and he turned himself into a bomb and Mark blew him up. And that's actually how the first issue started. Um again, the series never really doesn't really continue that that style of doing like flashbacks and everything like that and the you know scooby-doo murder mystery and everything um but i thought it was a cool little you know little way to start the series 
And can we just point out that's the first time we can see Eve's butt because there's been much talk about who is going to play Eve because she has such a nice butt. <laughs> that's and true. let me tell you, Brittany and I, we can rival that butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comment, my fiance's in the other room. <laughs> so, but right after that, we get introduced to Alan. Now, I don't know how much. Uh, uh, you guys are going to agree because you have just because of how little you've read of Alan, but I thought right away when we were um, we had a podcast in which we talked all about the Invincible movie and who we'd cast and everything like that. I immediately thought of oh, The Rock. Just, <laughs> Sorry, just, and it's so good. He looks just it's like just him. like him. He's just and, and and that big bulky like just smirking and kind of goofy and dumb and just. Well, I love The Rock, silly. so that'd be I'd oh, be yeah. all about it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned he was one of your your favorite characters of this. How perfect! One of my favorite characters with one of my favorite guys. Mm-hmm. Ryan Win-win. Reynolds would be good though too. Ryan Reynolds, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, especially well, being especially early on. I don't think you can like really. You can't cross. Yeah. It's a little too it's too too spacey. Too spacey. Too... <laughs> that's a that's a good point. <laughs> oh, Deadpool is so good. That's on Blu-ray this week. Uh, today? No. Tomorrow. tomorrow. It comes out on on DVD tomorrow. I'm oh. watching on Vumu. Shh. And moving on, we've got the uh, the return of the trash bag that Mark threw uh, back in the first issue. Um, you know, William getting uh, getting uh, called different names. Do you prefer Bill? Do you prefer Billy? Like, <laughs> can I just say that part was like hysterical? Like, why can't I just be called by my own name? <laughs> But it's so true. It's always like, oh, what do you want to be called? You know, I'm being an Elizabeth. I'm like, Liz, Beth, Lizzie. Everyone always asks, what do you want to be called? I'm like, Elizabeth's fine. It's my yeah, name. Yeah. So, and me, not I'm... only that, but you call Bill Billy and we call Bill Bill. Yeah. So it's, you know, very similar to this. <laughs> yeah, and when we've that got... ended there, I was like, this was like, oh, no, oh, I got to keep somebody. Reading. Okay. So what, what Liz is referring to is the uh, Eve showing back up at the... Uh, at the the bridge, the teen teen base, um, and just saying, you know, no, 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 no. And did you did what did you think happened? Well, this was the first point where I was like, oh, I have to keep I have to keep reading. You know, like there was different points where I was like, oh, I can pause here or you know take a break. But this is where Invincible got me, where I had okay. to keep reading. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I thought something had someone had died. Of course, I thought maybe robot was dismantled. Um, <laughs> so I, I really had no idea. I did not expect what happened. Did you, Thinking the worst. Yeah. Did you have a part, um, or did we already did we get to it yet? In which you were hooked at all, Brittany? Um, I yes. No, we haven't gotten to it yet. Okay. So but at this point, you're still kind of like, all right, this point let's I'm still see. Like, all right, I'm just gonna keep reading and see what happens. I honestly feel as though like people aren't really hooked until the third volume even um like the first one is like you know a little bit more of the introduction trying to get to know the character the second one is when there's a ton of storylines and a lot of different threads going um and then the third one is when they start wrapping things up in a really crazy amazing way and that's usually what i tell people so the first one i mean uh you you both i seem to have read it relatively quickly and we're cool with it so i i mean i think that's a good sign 
No, I was just going to say, like, I completely agree. The first one is, of course, yeah, backstory, how things are happening, a, a bit of an introduction. But then again, I already had someone in my ear saying, the first <laughs> one's really boring, just wait till you get to the other one. So I already had, I think, low expectations. Okay. Not, I wouldn't describe it ex- no, as no, low, but you know what I mean. So for me, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And, yeah. and you know, yeah. so it, for me, it I kind of went into it with different expectations than I think just reading something else. Mm-hmm. And issue seven was, now I actually gave um, Brittany and Liz a little bit of homework along with reading this, is there was a couple points in which I wanted them to write down their thoughts, just so they, just to kind of capture in the moment, like, I wanted to hear some of their thoughts on, you know, issue one. Another issue that I wanted to hear their thoughts on after reading the issue was issue seven. So this is the one in which, you know, I love the start of it, you know, Mark's tired he's sleeping so you know they just the reused art in which they he's still sleeping and then you know they move on i had to look at it a few times just to like make sure it was like still the same picture yeah well that's that's how they mentioned later you know like yes yes <laughs> and so that's i went back and actually looked to see like what else they did that they, they talk about you know oh how do you write or you know draw all these pictures well you just use the same one and change it a little bit and yeah later on later on uh, when when mark's um Talking to his favorite comic book artist yes, or something yes, like yes. right or the, like or the writer same face over and over and over. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Don't you think that's kind of cheap? Not really. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, there's uh, and there's going to be a lot of that through the series. A lot of the you know poking jokes or poking fun at the comic book industry and other superheroes like in issue seven here. Yeah, that, that's when I noticed that immediate correlation. I was like, oh, that looks like Batman. He's yeah. in a city, you know? So Yeah, the city I, that's always in darkness because a wizard cast a spell. And like it, Batman, it's always in the dark and it's always nighttime. Like, that's kind of poking fun at that. And then you've got... You know, but I was nervous to actually, like, make that conclusion. So I was very quiet about it in my head. Because uh-huh. you just... you what, you what, Did you think that, like, oh, maybe it's just, you know, there's, yeah. there can only be so many superheroes. Maybe it's just a coincidence. Well, exactly. And then when I got to the next page... And then I was like, oh, is that Wonder Woman? You know, Flash. And And, yeah, yeah. I was not expecting all that. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the page that you're currently at. Oh, yeah. A little bit of, yeah, a little bit of Warrior Woman. Wasn't expecting that. I like, I. I kind of looked into it, like, I don't know, is, is that real, are they really lesbians? Like, I, I just wasn't expecting any of that, but I, yeah. I liked it. Oh, yeah. Because I, I can, you can relate, because for somebody who doesn't read comic books, and, you know, you watch the movies, I was like, oh, well, that's just like Wonder Woman and Batman, and so that was nice. And it's like, oh, well, maybe, maybe it is a little different, but. But it is, it's, it's yeah. different. Yeah, that, that brings me, as we finish up talking about Warrior Woman, to the page where they introduce aquaman and he's literally sitting there and doing nothing he's like oh might as well go save people now so that one i laughed out loud because of course aquaman is the most useless superhero always, in the always made fun of yes. and so they just make fun of him some more so i thought that was really funny that they poke fun at that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we got the um green lantern character yeah. um where i guess he's I'm not sure. I w- I'd love to get some more backstory on on that character. Like he swallows some the some stone or something and has to puke it up every time to change back. Um, and then you've got the Martian Manhunter character who can change shape and form and everything. Now there's actually an Easter egg on this page in which I never noticed until uh, let's see a couple months ago when I was rereading this this volume, um, kind of you know, getting prepared to record this episode. 
And um, since then, I've actually seen posts online and everything. But there's the shirt that um, Green Ghost is wearing. The logo on it is actually the Voltramite logo. Now, that's something that's really obscure and hard to catch. But it's the logo that you see a few times early on. It's those three bars, those three lines. How did you even catch that? There's puke all over his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like I said, it, I did not notice it right away. It took several read-throughs, I think, and eventually I noticed it. I have no idea why that is. I have no idea if that was just them reusing a design or, you know, Cory Walker, the artist who did the first um, seven issues. So it hasn't come up later. It's never come up. Okay. Because, okay. as you know, in this issue... <laughs> no, no, it's Just okay. Kidding. No, but, but seriously, like, there hasn't been any flashbacks or any in- inclination that he was a Voltramite or anything, which, you know, it's kind of ridiculous that he would be. I don't think he would be that character if it was. Yeah, there's only supposed to be one of them per planet. <laughs> exactly. And then you've got the Immortal, who I guess is also kind of like a Superman character. Yeah. You know, similar to Omni-Man, he kind of fills that role. So, but then you get the first... Um, I like to consider it the, the the first oh shit moment, you know. Um, I think I wrote WTF. Wait a minute, look at WTF. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or better known as what the fuck. Yep, right there. WTF. Yep, me too. So what 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 did you think? And I also wrote uh, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and crossed it out and wrote. <laughs> yep. Uh. Yeah, no, definitely a WTF moment. I was like, this got to be a dream. This can't be real. <laughs> they would never do this. Like, I, I don't know. I was just, that. this is the part that got me hooked. Okay, so this was this your moment. This is the moment. That's what, I, that's what I would think would be the moment. Absolutely. So I, too, had, you know, similar feelings, like, what is going on? So I, I entertain all these different theories of, oh, maybe it's a ship shifter. Or sh- yeah. Shape-shifter? Shape-shifter. Maybe it's a shape-shifter. You know. And controlled or something. Yeah. But then I thought about there was a point earlier in the issue where he's fighting someone, and, and Mark's like, Dad, Dad, and his eyes look extremely angry. And he kept saying, like, oh, you don't know something until you have your full powers. So for me, I kept like thinking of this of, you know, what's really going on here? So I kind of had that inkling that there is, of course, something more. But, um, you know, the idea, too, of maybe the other dimension changed him. Yeah, because when he said, uh, when he said, he said, get off my planet, and he was fighting those aliens, the Flaxons, yeah. who took him into the other dimension. Um, so yeah, that's a great theory that something happened to him in the other, other dimension. So um, following that, we've got the funeral. Now, this is issue eight. Issue eight is a big deal because this is Ryan Otley's first issue. Um, Up till this point, one through seven was Corey Walker. And um, from this point on, Ryan Otley takes over as the lead artist. There are points in which um, Corey Walker comes back for stints here and there. But otherwise, this is uh, when Ryan Otley takes over. So you will notice a change in art a little bit. And... um, as the series goes on, it was really cool to see Ryan Otley like grow as an artist because it just gets better and better, and it gets to the point where it's just amazing, amazing. <laughs> what? I thought that was hilarious when her mom walked in, and just the the, the when, way her face looks. When Mark's mom walks in on Eve yeah. crying on Invincible's lap. <laughs> yeah, down, after, downstairs, both of you. After so much like. What's going on? And oh yeah, like yeah, like, yeah. The the last thing you see is Mark's dad killing everybody, everywhere. and then and then you get Eve on Mark's lap. 
<laughs> yeah, and this issue is also when we get to meet Amber, the blonde, who we've got. So now we've got a blonde and a redhead and a superhero who's in high school. Sound a little familiar? Mm, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I think Spider-Man's the only movie because again no comics i didn't i don't like i don't like spider-man you don't like spider-man that much don't like what is it that you don't like about spider-man um uh, it's most probably the characters but it's just i don't know you get bit by a spider everyone else it's it's more involved in how they got their powers it's just i don't know i just want it to be cheesy yeah or how they had to keep redoing it over and over. Oh, my yes. gosh. Yeah. How many I times have I'm... you seen Peter Parker bit by a spider? Yeah, I'm just over it. I'm over Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that look like TJ? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like TJ all TJ. day. It looks long. exactly like TJ. TJ. And is, is this why he um, named his cat Grayson? Or does oh. it have to do with oh, Batman? Th- oh, there's, I think there's both. I think all it's right. both. I love that though. I love I love William asking asking Mark to fly. But he actually looks like a high school kid. Well, the, yeah. again, I laughed out loud at this part, at this part where they, he's flying him and you know he's got the smile on his face and there's Mark. This is so gay. I love I love that page. It's so funny. Yeah, Billy caught me laughing out loud and he was like, "What? What? What?" So I had to tell him. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And Brittany, mm-hmm. um, the beginning of issue nine. Does this look familiar? Oh, it's Star Trek all day. Right? <laughs> I am a Trekkie. I thought you'd love that. Yeah. When I, uh, I, I, I was like, yes, so can I get. <laughs> Just another funny little Easter egg of them and Alan again. Oh, and I love this issue. I love the issue in which they're recruiting for the new, uh, let's see if I can get it, Guardians, uh, Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, got it. Um, and... Uh, um, there's this awesome scene with Rex and Monster Girl. Now, what did you think of Monster Girl? Because she's one of my favorite characters in this volume. Like, and again, this is just, just this this scene alone is hilarious. I loved it. Like, I love this, Monster Girl. This little girl who's like, you knew she was gonna be like a little spicy, <laughs> but you knew it was coming. Yeah, and just any chance you get to see Rex Blood get his ass kicked because at this point you you know him as you know cheating on eve and Arrogant. yep yeah no i of course love monster girl i don't know if you saw the movie zoom but the little girl cindy <laughs> who's got like the superpowers and she wants to be called princess like this is what it made me think of that's, um that's funny that's not that's not the first um oh no that's zoom never mind i was gonna say i always get that one mixed up with sky high and <laughs> and we referenced sky high earlier uh, oh, okay. in another podcast <laughs> yeah but i i really like monster girl and you know these quick introductions like of course she becomes part of the team so i expect she's gonna have a big part in invincible mm-hmm. like that's one of my main yeah and she's she became one of the team members right yeah yep. yeah monster girl shrinking ray duplicate black samson and rexplode actually now, uh, in this scene where Ro- uh, Robot and Invincible are walking, um, did you notice this little character in the background? No. The same costume. That's hysterical. Yep. <laughs> That's the costume that we that <laughs> Invincible tried on in the first one. That's... Um, that's a character that's called Bulletproof, and you'll see more of him later, okay. which is the name of the um, what they were originally going to call Invincible. Hmm. So they ended up reusing that character's name and that character's costume and turned it into a completely new character. Yeah, I'm looking forward to actually seeing the team 
more in action and seeing their powers since they've just been developed because after seeing who was in the team, I was kind of like, really, out of everybody that was there to try out, that's the best of the best. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to feel negative about it. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what their powers really are and how they utilize them. Yep. And like I said, this this volume is very much the introduction to everybody, and the next one is when shit starts to hit the fan. <clears throat> also, a really obscure reference is the detective who's working on the case of who killed the Guardians. Um, always says Herm um, and is in this trench coat with the hat and everything like that. Um, is That's a reference to Rorschach from Watchmen. He always says Herm and stuff and mumbles when in, in the actual graphic novel for Watchmen, and he kind of looks like him with the trench coat and the is that an ascot and the scarf. Um, yeah, something about him seemed very familiar to me. So that's you know, what's his, his name's like Demon Darkblood or something like that. Yeah. So then we get to the big moment of Omniman killing Immortal again, um, and uh, the awesome shot of. You know, the one-for-one shot of Nolan reaching out and saying the exact same line of son, time to tell you the truth of where he really came from. Um, And then it's almost panel for panel the same, except with a slightly different story. So, um, except at this time, Alan is purple, pink, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) But his whole is red. Yeah, his race of of people is that orangish color. And you find out that, yeah. Yeah, to find out the true story, I was genuinely pissed off. Really? Like, it was this whole front and getting married, producing a child. Now he has powers, but, like, it, it just seemed all pointless. Yeah, like he faked it. He faked everything. I was so angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, too, I... I... I kind of had that moment where my stomach just fell, and I was like, really? Really? You know? And just to see them argue back and forth, um, him trying, you know, Nolan trying to get Mark to accept where he came from and what his mission truly is, just, like, it kept building and building for me. And this whole time, I'm just like, how can he, and how can Nolan not see how terrible he is <laughs> but i guess you know being of the human race i would want anyone to feel that way yeah but um oh his poor mother right why do we always <laughs> go back and think about her it's just no know? that's normal i think i mean the one of the most brutal lines in this entire fight between him and his dad was him saying that he viewed his mom as a little more of a like a pet, pet. a pet mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah or yeah or him even you know once Mark kind of tells him that, um, you know, I, I don't agree with you. He says, well, that's fine. I can make other offspring. Yeah. He said, like, I could just produce more. He's like. So. God, no, it's just making me angry to see you talk about all this again. <laughs> yeah, this was the, the big moment um, um, of the first volume. I mean, this is, this is, this goes down as the, the, the a huge turning point for the series um, Mark basically sticking up for the world. I mean, Nolan basically says, you know, reveals that he's here to take over the world. Like, this is what he's here to do. And Mark's, you know, fighting him to his death, essentially saying that he'll stop him. And then uh, the end of this is just... Pleading for, you know, any sort of humanity that could possibly be in his father. Mm-hmm. 
But it just shows like how much of a monster he is. Oh, it just makes me so angry. Like he's beating up his own son. Yeah. And I love the I love the last the last lines, you know, Nolan saying, What will you have after five hundred years? And Mark's like, You dad, I'd still have you. And that's the that's that's the moment we see, you know, Nolan's hand, his fist tremble a little. For the first time, yeah. And I still don't know what to think about the final page of Him. that flying away with the tears in his eyes. You know, I'm sure it's he's going through a bunch of different emotions, but the fact that he's going through emotions, you know, at least tells me that Mark did make an impact or, you know, I can't remember his wife's name, um, but, you know, Mark's mom kind of still meant something more than just a pet. Mm-hmm. But ultimately that, you know, Nolan is still there for a certain mission and it's still going to be done and he's just more upset about it. Yeah, and it's unresolved. I mean, it's yeah. we we don't get an answer. I mean, uh, in the following issue, we've got you know we get introduced to Cecil, um, this government man who's uh, agreed to you know take care of Mark and his mom Debbie. Yeah, that's her name, Debbie, and um, you know, and uh, what 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 are your thoughts on Cecil? I like him. You like him? Yeah, I think he's gonna be good. When when I read like in my head when I'm reading what he's saying, I think of um, what's his name, Rip Torn, like his voice. He's on all like the Men in Black movies. Oh yeah, like he, he that's just like the voice that comes over in my head. I think he's gonna be good. He's hosting gonna... an intergalactic. Cover. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that line always stuck to me. He's, I think he's gonna be good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like him. Like the White Room. Um, you get to see for a second when he turns the lights off or on or whatever in the white room. Um, you see that they're putting Immortal back together. Again. Uh, again. Um, and he, Mark takes the job. So Mark is working for the government, uh, doing essentially what his dad did. He was kind of the go-to man with the earpiece and get called in. And, um, you know, so he's kind of the official superhero now. He's got his little beeper. Um, and uh, Cecil telling Mark that they released the audio and his mom hearing all of it. I forgot about that, not, not until you said it. Yeah, just just like salt in the wound kind of thing. So she's got to know what happened, though. Yeah, you're right. Like, what if for any, I, I, what if he comes back and he's like, "I'm sorry," like I, mm-mm, I would not take that back. Mm-hmm. First of all, she's human. So, if that ever does happen, I predict she would take him back. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh, one of the last pages here, Biplane. This <laughs> character that Immortal threw into space back in, like, issue seven or something like that. He said, when in doubt, throw them into space. And he threw that guy into space. <laughs> and it's just him floating up there now. Um, and then he has this little heart-to-heart with Alan, who's, who's showed up again too little too late, to, you know, to tell him that there's a Voltramate on the planet and Mark explains everything to him. And that's where we, that's where we leave him. Mark's... But now he has a friend. I yeah. I feel like he's, he's going to be more of a friend. He's going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Any other, like, theories on characters? I mean, where do you see things going with, uh, like, Cecil and uh, maybe the teen team? You've got Nolan who went off into space. Like you already said, like, 
his his mom and you know what she's going through now and yeah for me like what i think could possibly be going on is i mean he left and i feel like he didn't leave just to go think about things Mm -hmm. he left to go back to his planet um you know he's got enough information about him now he did his job they're weak so i feel like he's going back to get whoever he needs to to invade earth and Mm -hmm. finish his purpose now we know the comic is called invincible so it's going to be about him his team fighting against them uh that's the part where i really kind of don't feel really confident in a prediction (laughs) but i will say um i feel like he and amber the blonde you know whatever they're just a thing in the now his soulmate of course is eve why (laughs) not of course (laughs) (laughs) um cecil i really don't know how to feel about him or what's going on i always feel like any secret government thing is like a cover-up for something so mm-hmm. i'm 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 still on uh on edge about him I'm, he seems nice especially after what happened with nolan it's almost like every character now like who do you trust yeah. like you've been fooled already that this loving father would do such a thing that but he cecil also admitted that too he's like i didn't see this coming i've known your father forever so i i don't i think there's gonna be good things with him he's mm-hmm. a smart man he knows what he's doing <laughs> <laughs> um what do you, Brittany, what are you looking forward to most out of all these storylines? Like, what do you want to see happen? All like, the characters. What, what answer do you I want? I want to see more, I want to see more of the team. I want to see what they can do. Um, I want, I want to see him as an actual, like, team. Yes, I'm sure he's going to be awesome as just Invincible, but knowing there's a, a team out there that he's going to work with, um, I want to see what everyone can do. Mm-hmm. And I guess this is to either of you. Was there any anything you didn't really care for? I know in the beginning we kind of talked a little bit about um, how quick it was with you, Brittany, yeah, and how kind of the costume and kind of felt a little rushed. Was there anything, Liz, that kind of jumped out to you that you didn't really care for? Well, I wouldn't say that I didn't like something. I didn't like what happened in the story. So I guess it was successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It made you it made you feel bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's a mark of a great writer, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. But overall, I liked it. Yeah, so you, I guess comedy, that's a good there's, question. There's, you know, there's sadness. There's, there's a little bit of everything. There's every emotion going on. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I, actually one of my questions I wrote down is, you know, will Nolan be Invincible's enemy? And... You know, it became very clear that that's exactly what's going to happen. Is he the Joker to the Batman? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I'm like, I'm still devastated about it a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm. It's bringing back. I'm sorry to bring this back. (laughs) I'm. I'm. I'm angry about all this again. (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to get you guys um, Ultimate Collection too, so you guys can kind of continue. And um, thank you both for doing this. This was actually really fun. uh thanks for reading it and uh i hope you guys had fun doing this we'll have to argue who gets to read it first yeah that sounds good we had we had a great time (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, thanks for everybody listening. Uh, this was a lot of fun to do. Um, we'll be back in two weeks with uh, a new issue discussion. Uh, I'll have most likely me, Bill, and TJ in here, and we'll be going over the new issue 128. Think about that. You just God, read one. <laughs> you just read 14 out of 128. Um, so thanks for listening. Remember, you can. Uh, uh, um, go on iTunes and subscribe. Leave us a comment there. Uh, email at us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. We like getting, we like getting emails, especially uh, shortly after you read the new issue. Um, if we haven't recorded yet, email in your thoughts on the new issue, and we'll talk about it on the show. On Twitter, we are at InvincibleCast, where I usually use that to um, post updates on the podcast or um, just get in conversations with fans or retweet, you know, Otley and Kirkman and everybody. Um, other than that, I think that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thanks again for joining me, Liz and Brittany, and uh, good night. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.